The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot This daf is being studied Le'ilu Nishmat Nuria Ben Noga Shneftar Bekitsur Yamim Veshanim Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Daf Nun Today's daf is being studied. The Adun Shmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichelu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The Adun Shmat Menuhaimet Shneftar Dekitzur Yamim Veshanim Bazal Bat Frida. Ruach Hashem Tanichelu Began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Memtet Amud Bet. Two lines from the bottom, and we learned in the Mishnah, "Kemaaseu b'chol kach maaseu b'Shabbat." We're learning now the mitzvah of nisucha mayim. And what they did was, according to the Mishnah, they would take a vessel during the week, that is, and the vessel was kodesh, and they would go and draw the water for the nisucha mayim, and then they would bring it to the Bet Hamikdash, and then of course they would bring it up to the mizbeach and pour it into the bowls. Actually, the bowl that was on top of the mizbeach that was designated for the nisuchamayim, and then it would fall into the shitin, into the drains, and it would go, uh, according to one opinion, into the lul, right, to that little area, according to another opinion, into the tehom, under the ground. And the Gemara said that the same process that was done during the week for nisuchamayim was also done on Shabbat, except for two differences. Difference number one, <coughs> they had to draw it me'arib Shabbat. Because obviously you can't draw it on Shabbat because you can't carry. How are they going to carry the water from Mayana Shiluach to the Bet Hamikdash? So they would draw it from Erev Shabbat. Secondly, they would use a vessel that was not sanctified, was not consecrated. <clears throat> now we understand the reason. Why would they use a non-consecrated vessel? Because the Halakha says like this: When you have something in a consecrated vessel, it becomes kodesh. Anything that becomes intrinsically Kodesh now is subject to the law of Lina. Lina means that anything that stays in the Keli Kodesh overnight becomes Pasul. Now if you're going to collect this water on Friday afternoon on the of Shabbat, now it's going to sit in this Keli Kodesh overnight. By the time you go in the morning Shabbat to do the Nisuch uh, it's Pasul. Because it's subject to Lina. You see, all week long, you had no problem. Because you go during the day, you collect the water, and then you, you pour it on the Mizbaya. So therefore you could put it in Kili Kodesh. However, on Erev Shabbat, the Gemara's assumption is that what? The Mishnah's assumption is you cannot put it in Kili Kodesh, so it will not become sanctified, so it will not be subject to the law of Lina. So now the Gemara's going to analyze this point. Come to Gemara and says, Ve'amai. Why? What's the problem? Naiti b'mekudeshet. Still, you should be able to bring it in a mikudeshet, a clean mikudeshet. Rashi. Vekas al kadatach. Three lines on the bottom. Ena keli mikudeshan kedushat aguf lepasel belina. Ela imken daato shi yekudeshenu hakeli. So the Gemara is giving rules. 
At this point we're thinking, for a keli to make what's in it kadosh, you have to have kavana to make it kadosh. So therefore, what's the problem? Let them take it in a vessel that's kodesh without kavana. Which means, we'll tell the guy that's drawing the water, don't have intent to make it kodesh, therefore you have no problem. Or as she says, Im yesh premiyotem mikishi'ur en reuim lechli, ve'en akli mikadeshan, de'en mikadeshin ila harauy lahem. Another rule the Gebarah espouses is like this. We know the shi'ur, according to hachamim, of the ya of the mayim, the shukham is three log. Okay? So the halakha says like this, according to some opinions, for kli, to sanctify what's in it, it has to have the proper measure. But if you put more than the proper measure, the kli cannot be conditioned. So therefore the Gebarah is very simple. Let them take a kli kodesh, let them put four log. Once you're putting more than the shi'ur, the kli is only mekadesh, the prescribed measure. Once you put more, it doesn't work. So the Gibraltar is really giving two options how to use a kli kodesh. The Mishnah went out of its way and said, no, 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 don't use a kli kodesh. And the Gibraltar said, well, why shouldn't you use a kli kodesh? Either let the guy not have kabanah that the kli should be mekadesh, or let him put more than three lugin, and uh, you, you won't have a problem. So well, why are you going out of your way to tell me davka kli so the Gemara is going to offer three answers to this question. Answer number one. Amar ze'iri. Kasabar en shi'ur lamayim v'chlisharet mekadeshin shalomidat. First answer, yeah, both these rules that you said don't apply. This opinion holds that a kli, first of all, can mekadesh even more than the prescribed measure. So putting in four lug is not going to help you. And even if you don't have kavana, still the kli kodesh is mekadesh. Right, so therefore, no option. Rashi, en shi'ul lamayim. Two lines on the bottom. She'afidu yotem mishlosha lugin, re'uim lanes lanasech. Which means, you could put the, the Torah when it says three log, three log is the minimum. But you can put also more than that. The lo pirshabim Torah shi'ura. The Torah we didn't even give a... She's even more than three is considered ra'ui. And the kli immediately is going to sanctify them. And then that touches the keli. And even if you want to delay the kedushah, not going to help. Because why? A kli mekadeshan miyad so that's Zaidi's answer that what? you have no uh, way out you're going to have to use a non-sacred kid because even if you put more even if you don't have kabanat things are going to become kadosh then it's going to be subject to the law of linas now the Gebarat says that the imaiti b'mekudeshet if selu lehu belinan if you're going to bring it in a sanctified vessel it's going to be subject to the law of only becomes Kadosh willingly. Fine. So seemingly have a way out. Let them fill up the water in this vessel of Ishilomidat. Without having covered you have no problem. And really Hizkiya says you'd be able to do that. What's the problem? The Gizira. Make a gezerah. Sheme yomru ledaat nitkadshu, which means we're worried what the people are going to say. That's a marit ayin issue. Which is the people might come along and say, "Hey, these guys when they put the water in the vessel had covered up for it to become kadosh." And what happened? 
it stayed overnight. And now it must be there's no law of lina by the Nisukhamayim. Now they'll come next year, and they'll come and do the same thing. Now they're going to pour Ya'amayim that was subject to lina, and it's with Pasul. So what Hezkiah is really worried about is a potential disaster that can come out of it by letting them put it in a Kli Kodesh. That's she, Hezkiah Amar. Havadai matzit lemishma' mina te'en shi'ud lamayim. Hezkiah says, for sure, en shi'ud lamayim. There's no uh, uh, shi'ud of how much water Fine. you could put in the uh, in the uh, keli, which means once you put uh, uh, more than the uh, water, the shi'ud, the, the keli will become kadosh. It doesn't matter. In shi'ud lamayim. So the, the, the item that you put in there is going to be kadosh. However, but the issue is Kavanah. The reason why the Mishnah says don't bring it in the Mikudeshet, the guy that's watching, the next day, he says he's going to pour the water out of a Klisharet. He think that what yesterday they put it in the Klisharet. And since there's no Shulamayim, even if they put four or five Lugin, what's going to happen? The Klishan is going to Mekadesh it. Kedesh Umakeli. Mekahazi de Braskenu. And he's going to see them pouring it on the Mizbayah. Shema Mina El Lina Mu'elit bin Sachim. They're going to say that Lina is not a problem by the Sachim. And what's going to happen? Venafka Mina Hurba. A destruction is going to come out of it. Well, next year, they're going to come and take stuff in the Keli Sharet and be subject to Lina. And they're not going to know. They're going to put it on the Mizbayah. So really, according to Hezkiah, his answer is that what one of the two rules don't don't apply. The first opinion of Zaidi, Zaidi's answer is what both rules don't apply, which means really even if you put more than the prescribed measure, it's kodesh. Even if you don't have kavana, it's kodesh. According to Hizkiyah, Hizkiyah says if you put more than the prescribed measure, it's going to be kodesh. But what? You have to have uh, Kavanah for it to become. You have to have Kavanah. Oh, so you have a simple answer. If you don't have Kavanah, nothing will happen. Let that be the answer. Don't have Kavanah. You're right, but the Mishnah is worried that if you're not going to have Kavanah, people are not going to know you didn't have Kavanah. They're going to think you had Kavanah, and if they're thinking that, then there was Lina, then it's going to come out a Hurba. Comes the third answer. Amar Ravyanai. I'll tell you, the first rule, even if you put more than the uh, prescribed uh, measure, it's, no, it's not Kadosh. Not even. You've got to be exact. Right? And I'll tell you what, Klisharet doesn't become Kadosh only willingly. So therefore, you have no, you have no problem over here. Which means you have no problem. Let them either put it in more than three log, or let them not have kavanah. The problem is gezerah. When you see uh, them fill up this water in this vessel, you don't know what they're filling it up for. Could be for something else. Another ritual. Another ritual that used water in the Beit HaMikdash was kiddushadayim v'naglayim. They used to wash their hands of the Kohanim, their hands and their legs with water. Now sometimes they used to take the water from, not the Kiyor, the sink, they used to take it from Mayan Shilawah, a couple of times a year. So therefore, what are we worried about? 
they're going to come along and they're going to say, oh, look what they're doing over here. They're taking water, more than three log, they're taking a hundred log. Now, if it's taken from the Suchamayim, it's not going to be Kodesh, because you're taking more than the prescribed measure. But they're not going to know it's for Nisuchamayim. They're going to think it's for Kiddush Adayim V'Raglayim. And when it comes to Kiddush Adayim V'Raglayim, even more than three log, the keli is Mekadeshet. And therefore, they're going to see now that you're taking a... Uh, and the Kli is going to Mikadesh because even more than the prescribed measure by Nisuch, by Kiddushadam is Kodesh. And what? They're going to use it the next day. And therefore it was subject to Lina. And therefore they're going to come out of Hurba by, by, by Kiddushadam and Aglaim. They're going to say that the laws of Lina don't apply. Again, there's a big difference between Nisuch Amayim and Kiddushadam and Aglaim. Kiddushadam and Aglaim, it doesn't matter how much water you put in the Kali. In Shi'ur. Doesn't matter, because you can use as much water as you want. Now, these guys, when they fill up the water, they're filling it up for Nisukh. Therefore, they put more than the Shi'ur. More than the Shi'ur, no nothing. Kedusha. No now, they know what they're doing. The problem is, the people watching, they say, oh, they must be filling up this keli for uh, Kedusha David Aglaim. And doesn't matter if they put four or five or ten or a hundred lugin in there. Doesn't matter. In Shi'ur, Lamaim. And therefore, they're going to say, this water indeed is Kadosh. Oh, once this water is kadosh, now they're using it the next morning. That means it went through lina. This water really is pasul. But they're going to say if they used it, must be that by the law of kiddush and avin aglayim, lina is not a law. And and, and then what's going to happen? Well, now, well, now they see that they they they, they put it on the mizbeach. Okay, but bottom line, since they poured it in for the purpose of Kiddushadayim <coughs> Veraglayim, and therefore it was Lina, now they'll say that when they poured it on the Mizbeah, Lina is not a problem for the Mizbeah, because they see them pouring it on the Mizbeah the next day. The point is, when they put it in, they did it with something that was Shayach for uh, Kiddushah. Let's read it in Nashim, because she says, Gezera. Actually, let's go to Rabbi Anay. Even if you want to say that there is a shi'ud for the water. And if you put more, there's no problem. Still there's going to be a chorba. How? Which means, you have to have sanctified water for Kiddushadayim and Aglaim. Dumya dechiyor. Where do they normally get the water from? From the sink. All the water in the sink is Kodesh. Shinim Shach B'Shem and Amishcha. Umekadesh et Memav. Vehem Nekidush Adayim V'Raglayim. Av Kiton Shel Zahav. So this golden vessel they filled up. Shayu Osin Nechbodosh Shel Kohen Gadol. Lekadesh Shemenu Yadav V'Raglayim. Kareem Asadid Yomah. Bekudash Shaya. It was holy. Vatele Memar Hacha Lekidush Adayim V'Raglayim. Milum. Which means the people are going to say for sure when they filled it up their Kavanah was for what? Kedusha. Because it has to be similar to the Kiyor. When they take the money, when they take the water from the kiyor, isn't it Kodesh? Mm-hmm. Of course, the water in the kiyor is Kodesh. So therefore, when they fill it up over here, they're going to say, what? It must have been Kodesh for Kiddush Adam and Aglaim. And there's no shi'ud, there's no maximum. Shafidu abak kuflugin, re'uin in the kli, v'nit kadshu. V'chiyahazu d'menazcheleu. Now the next day, they see they're taking that water, pouring it on the Mizbeach. Hold it, this water is subject to lina. Why the subject to Lina? Because it has both properties. First of all, they filled it up for Kedushah. 
And number two, there's no shi'ur on how much you fill it up. And therefore, the keli is going to make it. So for sure, they're going to think this item that was left overnight was subject to lina. So it's pasul. Now what do they do? They pour it on the mizbeah. Right. So what are they going to say? Oh, must be there's no lina by nisuch. And as she's amri en lina mo'elid ben esachim. So therefore, that's the third answer. So let's review the three answers of the Gemara. You have Zaidi. Zaidi says, <laughs> your premise is wrong. Uh-huh. Bottom line, there's no shi'ud for the women, no matter how much water you put in, and you don't need kabana, so therefore you have no option. Second answer, according to is Hezkiyah. Hezkiyah comes along and says, that what, really I'll tell you, in shi'ud lamayim. There's no shi'ud for the water. And therefore, if there's no shi'ud for the water, the chaurah it's going to... Sanctify it. However, uh, so the gezeraz over here that what that you're going to come to fill it up, and the people are going to think you had kavana, and they're going to see the following day you used it. That's the pasul for the next year. They're going to come and use it as well. The last answer is the answer of. Uh, Rabbi Zera, uh, actually Rabbi Anai in the name of Rabbi Zera, that says, really I'll tell you that what, there's no inyan of, the kili cannot be mikadesh uh, more than the shi'ud. Which means, uh, really, once you put more than the amount, it's not kadosh. First of all, what's the problem over here? You don't need kavana. If I put more than the shi'ud, nothing can happen. Beautiful. Still you're going to make a gezera. What's the gezera? I'm worried that they're not going to know what I'm filling it up for. They're going to think I'm filling it up for Kiddush Yadayim V'Naglayim. There, for sure they're going to think I'd cover up for Kiddushah. Because it has to be like the Kiyor. Just like the Kiyor is holy from the inception, so too this water is holy from the inception. And also what? I can put as much as I want. And now they're going to see I left it overnight. Now it's Pasu for Lina. And now I put it on the Mizbeah. They're going to say that there's no din of lina by Nesachim. And next year they're going to come and do it like a ta'ila. So therefore, Nesachim, Nesachim, as she says clearly, Amri en lina mu'elit Nesachim. But they're not using it for Kiddush Adam Black Lion. They're pouring it on the Mizbaya. The next one, they see them pouring it on the Mizbaya. Oh, what are they doing over here? Oh, so this item in the Kedi was subject to lina. Because the Kavana was for Kiddush Adam Black Lion. And they put more than the shoe, and it doesn't matter. And therefore, lina applies. Now they pour it on the mizbeah, and therefore you can see the inah does not apply. It continues. Nishpecha o nitgalta. So we learned in the Gemara and Mishnah, it says, if the water spilled out on Shabbat, o nitgalta, or the barrel was uh, opened, revealed, so that water becomes pasul, and therefore you have to take alternate water from the kiyor. You cannot go back to Mayana Shiloha because it's carrying. So you just have to take alternate water from the kiyor. Now we understood that the reason why Gilui is no good, as she explained, because she worried that maybe overnight a snake came into the water since it was revealed and had access to it, drank some of the water and placed some of its venom in the water. Now, instead of having three log, you're going to have a 2.9 log of water and one point of poison. And then you're not going to have the shi'ud. So the Gemara says, why? What's the problem? Ve'amai, what's the problem? Le'ibir b'misaninit. Why don't you place the water in a strainer? That she says, misaninit, shemisaninin ba kunditon. In Nashi's time, there was a certain drink called Konditon. They have a certain like strainer. Mm-hmm. They have certain spices. 
and they put the wine and the spices, they pour yeah. it through the strainer, and under the strainer there's a vessel, by pouring the wine over the spices, the wine gets a flavor of right. the, the spices, spice. and then drains through the colander-like, and collects on the bottom. So the Gemara is assuming, what are you worried about? you worried about poison? So the next day, take a uh, strainer, right, and pour the, pour the, 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 the Mayim, pour the Mayim into the, Strainer, the poison, with the Gemara's assuming, is going to float to the top, is going to stay on top, and the water will go through, so you're able to at least get the uh, shoot of the uh, the water without, yeah. but out of the poison. So Gemara says, Gemara says, Why are you telling me, Mayim Migunim is Pasul? The Chaura, you could put it through a Misanenet. So the Gemara says, Lema Matnitin. The law could have been hamya. So we're going to say that if the Mishnah doesn't give us an option of putting it in the Misanene, then a Mishnah cannot be going like Rabbi Hamya. Why? Tetanya, because we have a Braita. Misanene, Yezbo Mishum Gilui. Which means, why don't you leave the water in a Misanene overnight? Now the Misanene, again, has an upper. Colander-like right. that has holes on the bottom of it, so the, you know the water can go through, and that's placed over a keli, right? So it's really the bottom keli is covered. The top of the of the bisadenit, where the water is going through, is obviously opened, but the water you know falls through the holes and goes through the bottom right. keli. Now, according to Tanakamav this Braita, misanenit yezbo mishum gilui Rashi. Let's say you left it in this uh, apparatus without watching it, unattended. The amount of time that would make it pasul for gilui, which is the amount of time that it would take a snake to crawl up to the top, drink a little, and then go back down. So the first Tana holds that leaving it in this uh, straining apparatus is going to be, but it's like it's open. Now this Tana does not make a difference between if the water is on top, or the water is on the bottom, which is even if the water now fell to the bottom and it's really covered, it doesn't matter. It's considered opened, and then it was pasul. Now, Amar Abini Hamiyah, what are you talking about? When do we say it's a problem? It's only a problem when the bottom receptacle is revealed. But if the bottom vessel is covered by the top strainer, even if the top one is revealed, there's no problem of gilui. Why? Because the poison of the snake is similar to a sponge that floats. And it stands in its place, which means once already you have the top, right? Even if it's revealed. So what are you worried about? A snake is going to come and put poison in that revealed water? So what? The the snake's poison floats. It doesn't go down. And therefore, so long as the bottom, which is really the sifted water, that water is uh, pure. So what are you about? The top is revealed. A snake might have came and uh, did something. So what? Let it put its poison in it. 
that poison is never going to get through the calendar because it floats on top. So therefore, from the fact that the Mishnah did not give me the option to be misanen, right? So obviously you see the Mishnah is not going like Reb Nehemiah because according to Reb a misanen is a perfect way to even store the the, the, the water. You know they should have done in the Beit Hamikdash. Friday night, they get the uh, Friday afternoon, they get the water. You worried about uh, you know migule? Uh, you worried about it to be uh, revealed? Stuff like that? No problem. Get this sifter over here. Put the water on top. Uh, let the uh, water now strain through the bottom, and uh, let it be overnight. What are you worried about? A snake coming to put its poison on the top? Let it put its poison. It will. Yeah, but the poison is not going to go through. So from the fact that the Mishnah doesn't give you that option, must be the Mishnah's going like the rabbis. Because the rabbis said, even if you store it in the Mitzanenet, whether it's the top or whether it's the bottom, it doesn't matter, because they hold, the poison doesn't float. They hold that the, if, the, if the snake is going to put the poison on the top, it's going in. It's going to get in there. And therefore, Yara, so therefore, if the Mitzanenet is not an option, understand? Comes the Gemara and says, no. Afilu temar binihamya. I can say, Al Mishnah is even going to Nehamya. Uh, what do you mean? I thought he hold the, 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 the sifter is a good, uh, a good option. Why does the Mishnah then say, put a sifter? When did the Mehamiya say that a sifter is a good option for sifting out water from poisonous uh, snake? That's for a regular guy. However, But you're in the bed to make that stuff. This is for Kadosh Baruch Hu. Me, Amar? Is he going to say such a thing? Give this item to your, to, to a sar, to a, to a governor. Is he going to accept such a thing? Or is he going to show you a favor? You're giving me the stuff over here? Stuff that was in a strainer, that the snake went in it, that you had to sift it. Go try to give that water to a, to a general. You think he's going to be appeased by it? Now you want to put that stuff under his bayah? Which means, he agrees, the sifter works. The poison's not going to go down. And therefore, even if it was revealed overnight, the water technically is okay. But that's for a human being, a regular guy. You're going to serve that to God? Water had to be sifted from poison to snake. Try to give that to a governor and see what he tells you. So therefore, the Mishnah that says a stranger is not an option can even be going like the Hamya. So this is the point. The Gemara's question was, hey, you're telling me you have a problem of Gilui. Why do you have a problem of Gilui? Just take the water, put it in the strainer, and leave it. Oh, must be the Mishnah is not going to the Hamya. Because uh, the opinion of the Mishnah must be the rabbis that hold, strainer doesn't help. Because bottom line, even the stuff that's on the bottom, you have to be concerned. Why? Because uh, the poison will go through, and therefore it's going to be a, a, a problem. So the Gemara says, no, I can even tell you it's going like the Hamya the Mishnah. And what? The reason why you can't use it is because of the principle of Akrina, Akribeu Na'al Fehatecha. Hadran, Anach, Lula, Okay, we start the new Perek, Perek Hamishi. Okay, the Mishnah, this Perek discusses the Mitzvah of the Nisukhamayim and the different procedures surrounding it. We learned in the previous Perek about the flute that used to play its music during the Simhabet Shoeva ceremonies. Now, the Simhabet Shoeva was done throughout the holiday. However, Playing instruments is asur on Yom Tov and on Shabbat. Hakamim made a gezerah because we're worried that the instrument might break. 
and you might come to fix it, and that would be the transgression of Makkim Patish. So therefore, the Mishnah says, Sometimes they would blow the flute during the Zimhabit to about five days, and sometimes six days. If the first day of the holiday came out on Shabbat, so you have Shabbat and Yom Tov is the same day, so they would blow it the rest of the six days. However, if the first day of the holiday was not Shabbat, so you have the Isud of Yom Tov on the first day, then whenever Shabbat comes on Holam Moed, and therefore you only have five days left to blow the Halil. Okay, so uh, the Mishnah says, This is referring to the flute. Now the reason why they picked the flute because that was the most uh, noticeable maybe uh, yeah, uh, instrument, outstanding instrument that they have, but they had other instruments as well. Shabbat velo et yom tov. It is not doche Shabbat yom tov. Rashi. The whole purpose of the Simha was for the drawing of the water. The whole purpose on a weekday, you have two days that you don't blow. Shabbat, Yom Tov. So you're left with Hamisha. Comes the Gemara and says, Itmar, we have a statement. Rav Yehuda and Rav Ina. Hadani Shoeva. Some as the text in the Mishnah, Simchabet Shoeva. The Hadani Hashuva. Amar Morzutra Mandetani Shoeva Lo Mishtabesh The text that has the word Shoeva is not inaccurate Umandetani Hashuva The opinion that calls it the Simcha Hashuva Lo Mishtabesh is also not inaccurate Why Mandetani Shoeva Lo Mishtabesh The reason why the opinion that says Shoeva is not Mishtabesh Dikhtim Ush Abtem Ma'im Besasun It is actually the drawing of the word Hence Simcha Beta Shoeva Umandetani Hashuva Lo Mishtabesh Tamar Av Nachman Mitzvah Hashuvahi that this mitzvah, the drawing of the water, is a special, important mitzvah. And already has its roots in Shechimim Bereshit. Like we learned in yesterday's daf, when it said Bereshit Barashit, that HaKadosh Baruch created already the Shitin, which is the, the drays that went under the home of the ground, for the Nisuch HaMai, so that's considered mitzvah Hashuvah. She says, Da'amran le'il Shitin, Nivre'u, Meshechimim Bereshit, Nekabel, Hanesachin. And therefore, no matter what text, you have either some habit a shoeva or some ha hashuva, either one is proper. Taru Rabbanan, we have a bright a halil dohe et a shabbat. No opinion. This opinion says that the blowing of flute indeed is overriding the Shabbat. Not only is it not Dukhay Shabbat, but even the lighter Isun, which would be Yom Tov, it also is not Dukhay. Amar of Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef tries to define the Mahalok and Rabbi Yosef and Hakami. Mahalok Beshir Shil Korban. What were they discussing over here? They weren't discussing Sukhabit Shoeva. The Mahlukar of it was by the song that they would sing mm-hmm. by the Korban. Rashi says, What is the song that they would sing by the Korban? Beshir Shil Korban. Behalila Makel of Nam is Bab Sha'at. Nisu Chayayin, the Tamit Shil Shar, and Nisu Chayel Tamit Shil Ben Arbaim. Every day 
there was Nisukhayayin. Nisukhayayin was done in the morning when they would do the Tamid Shal Shahad, and it was poured again on the Mizbeah in the afternoon when they did Tamid Shal And at that point, the Levim would stand on their uh, stage or platform, <laughs> they would sing special songs, and they would have instruments. Which means 12 days a year, it wasn't every day, 12 days a year, the Kabbalah listed days over there, the they would, the Vim would play with music at the time of the Nisuch. Again, the only time the Levi would sing was when they were pouring the wine on the Mizbeh. And regarding that flute, which means regarding the flute of the Korban, meaning when they would pour the wine on the Mizbeh on those 12 days, if it comes out on Shabbat, we have a Mahlouk that the Mizbeh says, says, play the music. No. Now what's the logic of it? The Mizbeh the main service of singing, the Levi'im, has to be done with instruments. I mean, the instruments are vital to the song of the Levi'im. And therefore it's integral to the service. And since it's a service, we know the service of the Beit HaMikdash is the Shabbat. The main singing the is the voice, right? The pe, they love avodai, and therefore the music is a nice uh, eran, right? But it's not vital to the service. The ena doche et shabbat. Okay, now let's read the sheet for a second. Ikar shira shekorban simur taun shir in the Torah. Now you have to sing. Shir. Shir, at the top שירשילשואבה the songs they would sing at the time that they drew the water. Everybody agrees that that's not vital. By the water. Every, by the water. Which is everybody agrees by the drawing of the water on Sukkot that it's nice to have the music, but that's just for additional happiness, but it's not the service, the Avodah itself, and therefore it's not going to be Duhe, not Shabbat, and not Yom Tov Nashi. The whole night, steps that we're going to learn Right. That went from the and the Levim would stand there on the steps with their instruments at night when they drew the uh, when they had the ceremony for the drawing of the uh, water. Everybody agrees that it's Samhaita Veena Mina Torah. That's really not uh, part of the mitzvah. Just to enhance the mitzvot. Rabbi Yosef says, Mina Amina How do I know that that's their argument? Which means you're interpreting the Gemara, uh, Rabbi Yosef. You're telling me the Mahloket is Bashir Shel Korban. 
And what's the mahlukit? Does a sheet of a korban, is it integral to have uh, music, or is it integral just to have peh? So the Gemara says, how does Yosef know that that's the mahlukit? The Tanya. Which we actually have a brighter. That's one of the vessels, the instruments, that you made it out of wood. Okay, a wooden uh, instrument. Rabbi Posel. Rabbi says the instrument is Pasul. Rabbi Yosef, but Yehuda is Makshir. Says the Scotian. Now, what's the Mahloket? Mm-hmm. This is the uh, Mahloket. Man, the Makshir, the opinion that says you can have a wooden. Instrument Savar Ikar Shira Bikli. He'll hold that what the main singing of the Levine must be accompanied with wow. instruments. The Alfina Me Abu de Moshe. And we're gonna learn from the flute of Moshe. As you, and we know that the flute of Moshe was made out of wood. And therefore, if you tell me that Ikar Shira Bikli, so I know that Moshe's flute that they use for the uh, songs, it was made out of wood. And therefore, you're able to use, uh, able to use wood. Uman de Pasil, but the opinion that says, you can't use wooden uh, instruments, Savar Ikar Shirabapeh. He says the main singing is vocal. Therefore, you cannot learn from the flute of Moshe, because Moshe's flute was not Ikar. Moshe's flute was not uh, a vessel of, uh, of, 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 of an integral vessel. And therefore, as she says, look at Rashi, man de makshir, look at Rashi, man de makshir etz, nechon klisharet, savar ikar shira bechli. Right. Which means now every instrument is considered sanctified. The Avu Bayab Mikdash Mimot Moshe. There was a flute in the Mikdash in the times of Moshe. The Hushel Kane was like a reed. Just like Moshe was Klisharet. So then we can make your harp out of uh, wood as well. You can make all the any instrument that you want can be made out of wood because we know it's a considered cliche that Moshe was made out of wood. Therefore, we made out of wood. However, the other opinions are no. Ikar shirabapeh. V'chli the basume kala ba'alma. All the kli is just to come to sweeten up the the song. Hilka kli ashir enan kli sharet. Then what's that? It's like we Velo yalfinan minayu lidimuye kli sharet le'avuv shel Moshe. Therefore, you cannot compare the kli sharet to, to, to Moshe's, which is Moshe Rabbeinu's was not kli sharet as well because the music is not the uh, So, there, so there, what, what is this opinion going to hold? This opinion going to hold that when you make Making a vessel made out of metal. When you make a, no, a normal instrument, you make it make out of metal. Not so they, not wood. Which means if you're telling me that it's cliched, right. and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu was cliched as well. So it's okay. Bottom line, you see, it was cliched. Moshe Rabbeinu had a wooden flute, so therefore wood is considered kosher for a instrument. Therefore, no problem. But if you hold that not nah, instruments, and under with cliched, and therefore don't learn from uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, flute. Because that was also not a cliche. Then. Oh, so therefore, what does the instruments have to be made out of? No, an instrument normally is made out of a metal. That's has to be uh, the normal, uh, the normal uh, structure of the instrument itself. Okay. okay. I'm uh, reading the Gemara one more time. Now inside, I'm out of Yosef. I mean, how do we know the bat? that that's the machlok. And if ikar shirab bekli or ikar shirab bepe, the tanya of a brayta. 
Rabbi Posel. Rabbi says that it is pasul invalid, which means according to Rabbi, according to Rabbi, all the klisharet the bet hamikdash must be made out of metal. The Rabbi Yosef says no, machshir. Rabbi says no, klisharet can be even made out of wood. Now, what's the source of this machloket? Man, the machshir, the opinion that says what that vessels can be made out of wood, even in the bet hamikdash, all klisharet sabar he holds ikar shira bichli. That what? That the ikar shiraz bichli, which means that you can, uh, you, the integral to the singing is the instrument. Now, v'yafina ma'avuba de Moshe. That means Moshe's flute was not just stab of flute; it was considered a kli shareh because it was an integral, and therefore, just like Moshe Rabbeinu's flute, which was integral, was made out of wood. So, therefore, any kli shareh in the Beit Hamikdash could also be made out of wood. wood. However, Oman de Pasir, by the opinion that says no, you cannot make out of wood sabar ikar shirah bepeh that the ikar singing is bepeh velo yafina ma'abubad de Moshe, which even though Moshe Rabbeinu's flute was made out of wood, but it's not a kli shareh. So how could you learn? How could you learn? How could you learn a law of a klisharet from a non-klisharet? The Abu Bab Moshe was not klisharet, and that opinion must hold. Why wasn't it klisharet? Because the ikar is bafeh, and therefore that was made out of wood. That doesn't tell me anything about a regular klisharet. So how will I know that klisharet has to be made out of metal? I learned from the menorah. The menorah is another dirash that I make. That just has. So therefore, the Gemara is trying to prove to you that there is a mahlokin in the world. Is ikar shirab or is Ikar Shira Bekli? And where do we see this Mahlokan manifest? We see the Mahlokan manifest by can you make other Klisharit in the Beit HaMikdash made out of wood? If you hold you can, so that means what's your source? Where do you see a Klisharit that was ever made out of wood? Well, Moshe Rabbeinu's flute. But that's only if it's a Klisharit. And that's only depending if you're going to hold that Ikar Shira Bekli. But if you hold that, no, you can only make them out of metal. That means Moshe Rabbeinu's flute, even though it was made out of wood, it wasn't Ikar Klisharit. Because Ikar Klisharit is Bapeh. And therefore, you learn from the menorah, that's even out of metal. So therefore, you see, Rabbi Yosef's interpretation is correct, because we have a mahluk between Tanaim, uh, Rabbi and uh, Rabbi Yosef. And that's the way they learn. It's actually Rabbi Yosef and Yehuda, the exact rabbi in the first uh, that we quoted. Kabbalah says, no, no, that's not the way to interpret the mahluk. I'll tell you, everybody holds that ikar shira bichli. And really... Technically, then Moshe Rabbeinu's flute was considered klisharet. So seemingly, and it was wood. Everybody should hold that klisharet should be wood, wood legal to be made out of wood. Kevara says no. Be'acha bedanin efshar mishi efshar kamepalget. The mahlokan over here is, can you learn something that's possible from something that's impossible? Meaning, man de makshir, the one that says you can make all klisharet out of wood, savar danin ifshar mishi ifshar, that you can learn things that are possible right. from impossible. Meaning, a flute can only be made out of wood. Okay. For a flute best. to get the best sound, it's got to be wood. So you have no option to make it out of metal. metal. So the flute would be considered an ifshar. But now, other klisharet can be made out of metal. metal. But doesn't matter. Once already you see that the flute. Even though there was no option not to make it out of wood, you had to make it out of wood. Still, you see that a klisharet 
can be made out of wood, so that you can learn every klisharet in the Beit HaMikdash can also right. be made out of wood, wood, even though technically by other klisharet they, they, they can be made out of other items. Uman de pasir, the opinion that says it's pasud, no, you can't learn from a niyafshar case, because the flute, you have no options but to make it out of wood. So you can't learn from there to make the other ones as well. Let's read Rashi. Rashi says, "And Danin Efshar Meshi Efshar, Shear Kelim Efshar Shushil Matechet." Fine. Then Mechubadim, and it's respectful. By the way, if you make it out of metal, Hilkach B'Menorah Yafinan Lehu. Therefore, I rather learn it from a Menorah. Just the Menorahs made out of metal. Other ones, Velo Me'Abuv Shil Moshe, but not from the flute of Moshe. Why? Ve'Atam Ta'ama Meshushi Efshar Lasot Shil Matechet. The only reason why you're making the flute out of metal is because you can't make it out of metal. The Mefresh Be'Ainchin. The Gemara tells a story over there. Shitzipaz. One time, one of the kings they played in the flute of Moshe with gold. But it ruined the sound. It, 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 it made the sound not sweet. So they took the plating off. Do I find that a creature was made out of wood? I don't care if you want to know options, your options, bottom line, they made the food out of wood, therefore you can make all the cliches out of wood. So that's, so what you did is you just rejected Rabbi Yosef. Yeah. Rabbi Yosef, you tried to define the Makhlokin, it's Ikar Shira Bikhli or Ikar Shira Bapeh. I'll tell you no, everybody else, Ikar Shira Bikhli. Oh, so what's the Makhlokin over here? Can you make the other vessels out of wood or not? That's dependent. Do you learn Ifshar? Ifshar. I give you an alternate answer. But I can tell you really, everybody holds that the Ikar Shira Bapeh. Right? And therefore, the flute is not a cliche. Ve'en danin ifshar, mishi'i ifshar. Meaning, and even if you want to tell me that the Ikar Shira is Bikhli, even if you want to tell me that the Ikar Shira is with a... With, 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 with the vessel, everybody will agree you can't learn from the uh, case of uh, the Halil of Moshe Rabbeinu because which means that is not the subject of this Mahlok. Don't involve the subject of Ikar Shira Bapeh or not. Because either I can tell you everybody holds Ikar Shira Bapeh or if they hold Ikar Shira Bikli, you can't learn from Moshe Rabbeinu anyway because that's the case of Ifshar. So what's the Mahlok over here? The Acha Bimelaf now let's go back to some of the principles and how to be Doresh the Torah. There's one klal that's called the klal uprat. And there's a one klal that's called a, uh, no, a ribui and a mi'ut. Now both of them sound the same, because what does a klal mean? Klal, you have a generality, then a mi'ut comes to minimize, to exclude. And you have a ribui, ribui is a generality, then you have a mi'ut. But even though they sound similar, they work differently. Now always, whenever we have a klal prat in the Torah, there's always a standing mahloket, do you learn it as a klal prat or as a ribui mi'ut? So it's very similar. So this is, because it's similar, so you always have a mahloket, which principle is working. Now what's the nafkamina? So nafkamina is like this. If you learn it as a klal prat, meaning the Torah gives you a generality, then it gives you a exclusion, it gives you a specific. So the rule is, en bichlal ela mashe beprat. Which is the generality becomes limited to the prat. Okay. Which means whatever the prat is, that's the case. 
the plat comes to exclude everything. Unless it's like that. Except the case that was discussed, the mi'ut itself. Okay? That's how a klal plat works. However, a ribui mi'ut works differently. The ribui means everything's included. What the mi'ut does, the mi'ut just comes to exclude items that, let's say, are not similar. But items that are similar are still considered part of the ribui. So a ribui mi'ut is more expenses, which includes more things. Now we have a standing mahlokit, not only on this, but regarding a klal prat klal. Now, what's a cloud prat cloud? How does that work? You have a generality, <clears throat> an exclusion, and then a generality. Wow. So now, according to the rules of cloud prat cloud, what we're like this, the cloud is including everything. The prat is only the prat. What the cloud does, it opens it up a little more and says, no, not only yeah, the prat, right. but things that are similar. To similar. That yes. Yeah. Now, but a ribui, miut ribui, cannot work like that. Because the ribuy is coming to say everything, right? The mi'ut comes and says, well, not everything, but things that are similar. So things that are similar already included. So what is the ribuy, what does this last ribuy come to include? So now you have to say the last okay. ribuy comes to tell us that it's coming to say only, uh, uh, it's concluding everything except Items that are totally dissimilar. Only items that are totally not similar at all. And I'll give you an example. So again, you have a cloud, prat, cloud. The rule on that would be, it's including things that are similar to, to the, the prat. prat. Whereas you have a ribui, mi'ut ribui. It's really coming to include everything. Right? You don't have to come include things that are similar, because things that are similar already, I know already. So the, because then I know from the Ribuy Mi'ut. Right. So the extra Ribuy content is coming to include even more things, except things that are totally dissimilar. Right? Now we'll see, based on this style, by the Minorah, by the Minorah in the Torah, the Pesukim of the Minorah, you have options, either to learn it through a cloud plot style or a ribui mute, and that's going to make tremendous love coming out. Let's see the inside now. Rabbi Darish Klale Uprate. Rabbi is Doresh, the Menorah Pesukim, which we'll see in a minute, in a Klal Prat style. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudad, Darish Ribui Umiut. Al-Gabra says, Rabbi Darish Klale Uprate, it says, Ve'asita Menorah. Make a Menorah. Doesn't say what you can make it out of. That's a cloud. Make it out of anything. Make it out of wood. Make it out of metal. Ve'asita Menorah. That doesn't limit it what you can make it out of. Za'af Tahor Prat. Oh, then it says Zaftaho, that's coming to tell me an exclusion. Now, according to the cloud plot, if it was a, a cloud plot alone, you could only make it out of gold. Gold, right. that's the plot. Miksha ta'asea menorah. Then it says again, ta'asea menorah. Make the menorah. Hazar the chalal. It came back and added. Klal uprat klal. Now you work with a klal uprat klal. E atadan ila ke'en aperat. So what's coming to include is things that are similar to the prat. And what is that? Ma prat meforash shel matechet. Just like the prat, which is zahav, is metal. Av kol shel matechet. So to all klisharet could be made only of metal. It doesn't have to be gold, but it can be metal, but. 
Again, because it's working with a klal, prat, klal. No, but you're not following how a klal, prat, klal works. A klal and a prat says only the prat. Correct. So only God would be there. Correct, but it's not a klal, prat. It's a klal, prat, klal. The second klal comes along and says even more things. But more things that are similar to the prat. Just like the prat is meforash, metal. So to that's why the B says that all klisharet can only be metal. Nothing to do with ikar, keli, bashir. Nothing to do with learning from Moshe Rabbeinu's flute, leave that. The subject is, how do you learn the Pasuk of Menorah? Now, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, Darish Ribuye Umi'ute. He learns those same words. Ba'asita Menorah, Meksha Zahav, Ta'aseh Menorah, not as a cloud prat, as a ribuy mi'ut. And therefore, Ba'asita Menorah, riba, meaning everything. Zahav Ta'or Mi'it. Now, Zahav Ta'or, when we say Mi'it, it limits not only to Zahav, it limits it to things that are similar to Zahav. So, already at that point, I know metal. Okay. Now it's coming to even include more things, wider range. It's coming to include everything, not only metals. Everything, even wood. Now, my mi'et, so bottom line, what did you exclude? The only item that's not similar to anything because that you won't even use for a personal item, you're not going to make out of pottery, so therefore, it's coming to exclude that, so basically that's the whole machloket over here, wow. regarding klisharet, the machloket is, how do you learn the pasuk of menorah now let's read Rashi Rashi, the Gemara says, me ayat shilchayres nothing, but how did they learn that? you'll see, Rashi says in the bottom Rashi da'al kurhach mi'uta lemi'ute ata ve'zeru more than any other item that's the cheapest item if I'm going to ma'at something for the service of Beit HaMikdash, take the cheapest item, the least important item, which is going to be Hayres. Now, let's just read the Rashid together to learn the dynamics of Klaal Prat Klaal and Ribuy Mi'ut. Even though we spoke it outside, let's read it in the It's the third line after they get white. It's defining the klal. Meaning, whatever the prat is, that is the klal. Hilkach, klal uprat, en bechlal elamashim beprat. That's why the principle is when you have a klal prat, the klal doesn't include only what the prat is. Right. Even things that are similar are not going to be included. What is the klal including? So that's how a klal prat works. Meaning in the menorah case. Then it's a zahav. If it would end there, you can only make a menorah out of zahav. That's it. Now, when the second cloud comes, ahara prat ba lehosif alav. Now, what is it coming to add? V'dayecha im tosif alav v'tadomim lo. Only include things that are similar. Hilkach 
which means when you learn klal prat klal take the menorah case once already the end says make the menorah out of anything well not of anything because at this point I only know gold so the second klal is going to come include things that are similar to gold which would be metal. Now, bad dorsha b'ribuyu mi'ud. But if you learn these pesukim in the ribuy mi'ud, lo mashma le. Prat haba achar klal pirushoshel klal. They don't learn that the prat that comes after the klal is interpreting the klal. To say that it's only limiting the, what the prat is. Wow. The first ribuy is coming to include. Everything. Bemashma. Ati prata batra'a. So the prat comes and says what? To say what? Only things that are similar. Don't think it's ribuy everything. I mean, let's apply that to the menorah case. The menorah said, Ba'asita menorah. Make it out of anything. Make it out of plastic. Make it out of anything. Then it comes and goes. Zahav. Similar meaning only metal. Similar to zahav. So you see, it's more flexible a ribui miut than a klal prat. Now, vichiadar ati ribui harini. Now, when the second ribui comes along, I'm ribui kol mili. Now I come along and say not only things that are not that are similar, even things that are not similar. For example, wood. The elu devarim shekena prat lo tzadik. I don't need to include things that are similar. Similar already was learned from the prat. Therefore, the ribui is coming to include even things that are not similar. De lo imaitu de miutav. Achi amar behed perik negbaradin kabekon. So therefore, you see over here two distinct ways of learning, and they say that's the mahluk between Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi. If you're allowed to use other materials to klishanet, how do you learn the pesukim by the menorah?